0: Party. let's get back to crazy Jimmy we got myself and known as Alfie, the one and only the MC.
1: Always love the of Jimmy will we'll take you out yo hello everybody welcome to the Jimmy Star show with Ron Russell bringing you the best in music fashion pop culture and entertainment what's up everybody we got a great show for you today before we get started let me introduce
2: my cool outrageous man about town co-host Mr. Ron Russell Hey, everybody. Did you ever have one of those days where no matter what you do to your hair, <clears throat> excuse me, it's, it looks terrible? <laughs> you know, I'm, I almost missed coming into the show today. Uh, I guess I need a haircut or something. But I look either like a porcupine or like somebody that just escaped from Bellevue. Bellevue, by yeah. the way, is a crazy house in New York years ago. Okay. For those of you that do not live in New York or know about Bellevue, yep. it's a nuthouse. house. Then we got the man behind the boards, Mr. Chad Murphy.
3: What's going on, fellas? I'm ready for another show. You
2: hey go.
3: hey, Jimbo, you sound a little distorted, so don't get so close to the mic too. I don't know what's up with that though. Just to tell you.
1: Okay, how's this better?
3: That's a little bit better, thank you.
1: All right, everybody, so we're going to have a great show for you guys today. Before we get started, let's say hello, hello to everybody in the chat room. What's up, chat room? Stephen Bell, Mac Perry, Irish Ginger, uh, Jimmy McCrary, Lady Lake Jen, Irish Ginger, did I say Irish Ginger already? Shinzia, oh, Shinzia was in there before, but she's not there now. I don't know what happened. Mm. And uh, what's up, she everybody? So
2: my bad hair day.
1: We got a really fun show for you guys today, <laughs> and um, we, uh, we've we got two great guests going to be a lot of fun we have mark Patton. you guys know him from from a nightmare on elm street part two Freddy's revenge he's basically like the first male scream queen it should be a lot of fun oh jane yates is in the chat room too hello hello jane yates and then we have a uh, character actor steve Coulter coming on you guys know him from the hunger games and i don't know actually a whole bunch of stuff he's also on uh, uh the walking dead right now he was in fast and furious 7 he's been in tons of stuff so it's going to be a lot of fun we're going to have a great time um so hello to everybody in the chat room and we're going to rock and roll today
2: What do you got going on, sir? Well, my life is a bore. (laughs) No, no, because, you know, I had that meniscus stupid surgery on my knee because I tore my meniscus, pushing gigantic furniture around in our house. I like to rearrange, but, you know, sometimes you can't rearrange a thousand pound Italian wood bookcase that goes like nine feet and you push it with your knee like a genius and suddenly boing. There goes your meniscus, so you have a surgery. Well, I go to therapy three times a week, and I got to tell you, I, in between therapy, I feel great. The minute that broad grabs me in therapy, she kills me. She doesn't make, makes me do things that I normally don't do with my legs. I know a couple of girls that do, but I don't know... I, I don't know from it. Anyway, oh. <laughs> okay. I, I, I'm a little bit under the weather because, you know, like I said, my hair looks like crap. I don't know what's wrong with it. I'm sick of this stupid haircut that everybody and their mother has with the buzzed sides and the long top. It looks like a, an oriental pubic area, but an Asian pubic area. Uh, so I want to get rid of this haircut and get something other. Maybe I'll let it grow a little longer and have it floppy and sloppy. That might be nice and I never have to comb it. And then therapy. So it's really been a very dull uh, time for me. I have nothing exciting to say except this poor woman. They say at least you have hair. (laughs) Well, yeah. That's a blessing. That's a blessing. But I feel sad and I must tell this story and it's a true story. She had me up against a wall with a big ball behind me and I'm supposed to do squats with this big, huge beach ball. and. I'm doing squats, there's a lady lying in front of me on a couch and the guy got her and he lifted her leg and she made a noise. (laughs) Uh, I couldn't help it, but I started to laugh, and the ball slid from behind me, and I was like a fool, giggling, as well as a few other people. A noise like a fart. Oh. Yeah, I didn't want to say that. Yeah, she made a noise. <laughs> oh, it was quite a noise. In fact, the windows shattered. It was so you know loud. Anyway, the poor dear started to cry, and she got up and she ran out of the therapy uh, gymnasium. So I felt terrible. So, you know, being the superhero that I am, I ran after her and I stopped her and I said, you know, w- w- it was okay. I heard it was funny and don't get upset about it. Oh, I'm so embarrassed. I'm humiliated. I can't go back. I said, well, at least you didn't shit your pants. I said, that would have been something worse. You know, guess you can deal with the other is a mess. You got to get a shovel, a hose, you know, and scrub shovel. it down. So I made her laugh. I said, come on back in. It's more important that you get your hip and your knee well than that. I said, it happens to everyone. I said, you know, let me tell you a story, which was a big lie. I've never met Marilyn Monroe in my life ever. Never met Marilyn Monroe, and I lied to her. I said, I was in a movie once as an extra Marilyn Monroe, and when she was dancing down the stairs, she passed a lot of gas and made a lot of noise, and she was also embarrassed. She said, really, Marilyn Monroe? I said, yeah, well, you know, she urinated too. You know, movie stars do that. They pee and make poo-poo just like real people. Just nice. because they're on a screen doesn't mean they're cartoon people. And I made her feel good, and she came back into the gym, and she went back on the sofa, or the, the table you lie on, and she was very cute because when I was rolling up and down the wall, she winked at me, which I thought was very kind and nice. So I sort of saved her lady from embarrassment. But, you know, sometimes when they do that, they lift your leg and they yank down on your belly. It's kind of like, you know, a whoopee cushion. <laughs> How do you like that, Chad? That was pretty good. I'm loving this.
3: This This is good stuff.
2: Good for you, Ron. That was nice. No, no. I felt terrible for her. I mean, I was three feet from her. (laughs) Not to mention that somebody came out of the bathroom with a Lysol can or whatever it was, a perfume can, and they started spraying it, which I told the person that wasn't nice. That was rude. I said, you know, you didn't have to come out and bomb the joint with lavender. I mean, it wasn't like exactly well I mean, she could have eaten roadkill the night before that lady because it smelt like roadkill. Oh, no, it was a wicked, uh-oh. wicked fume. The Jeez. fumes like the wallpaper was coming off the walls. It was a nasty fume, but you know, you smile and you make believe it's not happening because you don't want to embarrass a person. Let's go back. Let's say hello. A couple other uh, shout outs
1: to uh, Dave from Stars Now UK. Chinzia is back in the in there again. Hi, huh? Chinzia. So you can say hi you, to Chinzia. Idea?
2: That's my and goddess is here. Goddess, what's up? I, I was going to say we love goddess. Where is that bitch? I saw. I looked. You know, goddess. I looked, and I didn't see your name there. And I was going to come gunning for you. <laughs> How are you, honey? What's doing, goddess? So nice when you come into our chat room. It makes me happy. Absolutely. And my cousin Chinzia. Hi, sweetie.
1: Love so you. So we're going to do some commercials real quick, you guys. Because last week our show. First of all, I want to thank everybody for tuning in last week. We got the best. Like reviews and ratings ever from the show that we had last week with uh, Clifton Collins Jr. and Lou Temple. It was a really great show. Our, Sound, our SoundCloud page I think had 111,000 plays so thank you everybody so much
2: and it was one of the shows that I enjoyed the most because I didn't have to talk so much and our guests was so interesting and so fabulous. I don't have to, you know, always gab because people say, well, you talk too much. But that's what it's called, a talk show. That's right. It's a talk and show. You really want me to tap dance? it would be a tap dancing show. So, so it was a lot of fun. But, it, but, but before we go any further, ho, ho, ho. Oh ho ho! ho. Are you noticing the shirts that James and I have on? These are Jimmy Captain Star. America, Avengers. And I have. Well, oh, my, you have Captain America too? I have all of them. I have all those superheroes. No, you stuff. just have Captain America. I have all of them. Well, frig you! Mine is, <laughs> my shirts. Jimmy good. Star brand. Yours looks washed and faded. Mine is, I don't care. I've been wearing mine a lot. You don't I wear yours that much. I, I preserve mine because I love them so much, and they. I got such. You know, I'm a little over fifty by about a week in a couple of years decades anyway uh i get compliments believe it or not i wore this out to the country club. <laughs> excuse me for dropping this bomb on you i go out to the montauk country club and out to you know all the, the beautiful things on eastern long island because i'm in long islander and all of my friends belong to these wonderful country clubs of all zillionaire people i mean there's yachts and boats and airplanes that they fly from new york city they go by helicopter these sh- rich people Anyway, I go to this one country club, which I will not mention, but it's the, the Montauk Country Club. And um, I wear my shirts. And I've got these guys that could buy the earth. They could buy planet earth. I mean, they're so friggin' rich. And they come over and say, Oh, wow, Ron, where'd you get that shirt? It's so cool. And I tell them, and they say, You know, how much was it? And I tell them, they say, That's cheap. These shirts are really 100, $129 180. $180. I mean, the day I buy a $180 shirt, forget about it i mean 180 dollars for a crappy shirt i could buy a cashmere suit years ago it's a one-of-a-kind it's not crappy I don't care it doesn't matter I don't all care on if eBay. it's your sister's ass twice if it's a one-of-a-kind i don't really care 180 bucks is not in my uh budget for a shirt a cotton summer shirt get over it but now that jimmy's got the mark down to like next to nothing what does this shirt go for now uh, I don't. Uh, you have to go to Jimmy Star Brand on eBay. Anywhere from thirty. Anywhere to from f- like twenty-five to sixty bucks. I mean, that's decent. I would buy this shirt. It's like Marshall's prices. Right, I would definitely for sixty bucks. It did max. I think most of them are about $30, thirty, thirty-five. Which is a deal. So go to the Jimmy Star. What is it? You have to go to. Uh, Jimmy Star Brand. All you got to
1: do is go on eBay and type in Jimmy Star Brand. There's about four four hundred pieces up there, men's and women's, cool and one remember, of a kind clothing. These
2: are one of a kind made in America. Go up and get yours now because these guys, the superheroes, are selling like wildfire. There's some cool Star Wars ones. There's yeah. Spider Man. There's Batman. There's a lot of cool. So ones. everybody likes these rather than the other kind that he's got up there. He's got some stuff up there that I'm ashamed to even say he designed. Vulgarity, like you can't believe, hideous t-shirts that say dreadful things. Like f me, I'm famous. See, I'm not even that one. <laughs> got, I won't even. There's a couple I won't even say. Why in his sick mind did he ever design such trash? I'll never Those know. So good. But I know that people love it, and believe it or not, they buy it. They're buying these weird T-shirts that have vulgar sayings on them. Anyway, go to Jimmy Star, get the shirt, because they're going fast. And once they're done, they're done. Jimmy's going to redesign a whole new line. And I don't think it's going to be. It
1: probably won't be quite so vulgar.
2: It won't. It'll be more Ralph Lauren-ish, you know, more sophisticated. He's getting older, and I guess he realizes that. I'll his, do a little bit of both. That his designs should say, you know, speak for him as a. I'll do a little bit of both. But last week we didn't have really a time to talk about all the great stations that
1: play the Jimmy Star Show. So I want to get it in before our guest call today. So you guys, you can hear the Jimmy Star Show live every Wednesday on our home station W4CY with the fabulous, fabulous Chad Murphy.
3: Well, thank you very much.
1: And you can also hear us on WROM Radio in Detroit on Saturdays, Planet Radio Network in New York, L.A., Ontario, and London on Fridays, WBAD.net on Thursdays, Hamilton Radio on Wednesday nights. uh, That's in New Jersey, Jackalope Radio in Kansas City on Thursday nights, K4HD Radio in L.A. We're also on Stitcher, SoundCloud, iTunes, and iHeartRadio, and if you want to watch the videos, you can see us on LGBTQ TV, Roku, Vimeo, and soon
2: to be YouTube. We're like the plague. We're all over. That's
1: right. We're all over. You got a lot of. That's good
2: <laughs> because I get a lot of great fan mail, which I'm so happy about. Use the word fan mail. But my people who send it to me say that they call it fan mail. I don't. Um, and they say nice things about me. Although I did read one thing on my uh, YouTube of my Jane Russell interview with Jane, which is a fabulous interview. Some gal wrote, this guy's an idiot. That's <laughs> all so she wrote. And I thought to myself, I'm an idiot. Look at you, you stupid jerk. You're writing on my page and I'm an idiot. There I am, sitting with Jane Russell, who is my dearest and best friend in the world, who I hang out with. I only go to Hollywood to the best parties. I only live the life that most people wish they could live as far as it goes with movies. You got one bad one out of like 10,000 views and like one bad person. I know that, but you know, one bad apple spoils the bunch. No, it
1: doesn't. Screw that.
2: Anyway, so I deleted her. I couldn't even bear having that moron on there saying that when I say she called me a jerk or an idiot. Yeah, I don't know. Either one is the same thing. You know the coward Yeah, that's one good thing about you that you don't do the social media thing all that much besides
1: Facebook. So you don't have to worry about people who like say stupid things because it's like really dumb. I mean, like we have three million SoundCloud plays. So if uh, even if twenty thousand of the people didn't like
2: it, that's like two percent. No, I had one. See, <laughs> I, I want everybody to know that my personality on this show is that of a silly old guy who forgets everything and does everything wrong. That's my character that I play on this show. If I were to be Ron Russell, the TV interviewer, Nobody would want to listen because it's too sophisticated. It's too, you know, it's too accurate. It's too much like, yes. And yeah, when so, he watches Turner Classic Music, he knows every single person in every scene. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm the furthest thing from an idiot or a jerk or stupid. He just doesn't trust know me. the young new people. Well, absolutely not because, you know, they're not in my world. I go to the movies with Jimmy and I say, who's this one? Is this one big? (laughs) And of course, according to Jimmy, everybody's a great big star. They make one movie. He thinks they're famous. I said, no, baby. In my day, you had to survive 50 decades of filming. You've had to have made over 150 to 200 films to be qualified as a superstar, such as who I mentioned, uh, Betty Davis, Joan Crawford, Barbara Stanwyck, Clark Gable. Those people are truly... The great legend movie stars of our industry the new people they come they show their tits and ass and then they leave which is cute nice you know but it's not a great big deal so today it's difficult to become a star it's hard to say you oh, can't say on. that though we we'll just finish this okay. one statement then it's all i'll give you the floor it's hard to become a star today but it's even harder to stay a star
1: i i think that uh, well i think the 150 movie thing doesn't really like count because uh, nowadays lots of people make 150 movies and they're, they're all terrible so that doesn't have any That's to do not with true
2: it. that's not true no many many of you are great superstars that only made 3 movies and they're already superstars which well, like Angelina
1: get. Jolie's only made like 30 movies or something well, and she's a superstar Now you're
2: talking about somebody I love like, I know but I'm saying it's no personal so it's I like know, different
1: cuz the studios were different I think that you would develop it more like as longevity in a career somebody who's 50
2: now and has been in movie a movie every year for 30 years, that's yeah, pretty but, good. But remember, years ago they had studios that groomed right, you and gave you the films. Had Angie Voigt. What is her name? What is the name? Angelina Angel- Jolie. <laughs> I know it was Angie Voigt. Sorry, folks. Um, Angie Vo- uh, Jolie. If she were with the studio, they'd have her work and her buns off. But she, she I love her. I mean, I know her since a child. She's one of the most amazing women in the world. She's got a heart of gold. She's as sweet as sweet could be. And I simply love and adore her. So I defend her strongly. Uh, if she wanted to work and do a hundred pictures, she could trust me. Her beauty is unsurpassed by anybody, and her talent is absolutely incredible. If you saw her in Gia and a couple of other films, she's an actress, as is Winona Ryder. And guess what? Winona Ryder is coming back. I'm so happy that Winona is. You know, after that pickp- uh shoplifting, drug thing with the with the with the pills and stuff. Hollywood kind of kicked her ass out, and now she's coming back with Beetlejuice Two. It's we, we, a great movie. What is Beetlejuice? Beetlejuice
1: is the movie with um. Chad, is that better?
2: I think I remember it. What, what was Beetlejuice? Beetlejuice
1: had um.
2: Yeah, it's who, better. And
1: Depp, was Johnny no, no, Depp no. in Beetlejuice. Um, no, no. Who's the guy?
2: Michael Keaton. I don't like Michael Keaton. Oh, I love him. No, I don't yeah. like
3: him. Am I better, Chad? That sounds a little bit better. Okay. You're just like and distorted.
2: Writer is making Beetlejuice two, and I will go see it just for her performance. That's another brilliant actress.
1: Yeah, I think so too. I think I think she's fabulous. and a beauty too. I love it. Mm-hmm. So Chad, did somebody is somebody calling in now or no?
3: I have no calls of yet.
1: Okay, my screen just moved, so maybe we should try to call him. Will do. All right, so everybody, we're going to see what we can do about calling uh, our first guest, Mr. Mark Patton. Who's he? He's the, the guy from uh, <laughs> the actor from A Nightmare on Elm Street too, Freddie. Revenge. Is he Revenge? the one that
2: played the gay guy in the gay movie?
1: He didn't play a gay guy, but it had a lot of homoerotic. No, no, no.
2: The guy, are we talking about the same film, The Old Man with the Young Kid? No. Freddy, Nightmare on Elm
1: Street is Freddy Krueger, the no, guy no, no, with no. the hand. No, no, no.
2: I thought you said today we had the old guy coming on. No, that's next week. Oh, next week. Oh, next I, week. I'm disappointed. He's wonderful. Handsome, terrific, Next week, we have
1: Emmy-nominated Emmy John Lindstrom coming on. For you guys knowing from True Detective. I mean,
2: he's the one that I want to carry on and rave about. We saw him in a gay flick where he's an older gent that's straight meets a guy on the park bench. And eventually, they become lovers. And he's awakened the idea that he's gay. I mean, it's a fabulous movie. And he's a fabulous actor.
1: In the meantime, you guys, too, uh, One Magical Weekend is going to be June 3rd through 5th, 2016. Next year, it's going to be a lot of fun. We want everybody to go. You can start booking your hotel reservations now by going to one OneMagicalWeekend.com. And you can follow them on Twitter. It's at the number one Magical Weekend. You can follow them on Facebook. It's Facebook.com slash Let's Go Play. Or you can just type in one magical weekend. It'll pop up. And it's one magical OneMagicalWeekend on Instagram. So follow them on all their social media and see
2: what's going on. I can't believe he's pushing it now. I'm still recuperating from the last one. <laughs> <clears throat> and I got to tell you something. I got a lot of older guys coming now now so all you older that guys weird. that do not have a six-pack and cannot you can go like me and cannot <laughs> wear a cock sock bathing suit it's okay because there's a lot of older guys there now obviously going for the younger ones but uh, it's so now it's not going to be just all young gorgeous guys with magnificent bodies that are conceited and stuck up
1: also we want to give a shout out to dave davis from independent share is in the chat room <laughs> and i don't know if we said hey to cindy lady Lake because she came in uh a little while ago also so hello everybody we want to thank everybody for being in the chat room and we really appreciate all your support in there hey
3: jamie i couldn't get a patent on the line there so you might want to send out a text for him
1: um okay i don't know if i can okay we'll see what we can do
2: i haven't read your book yet don't think i've thrown it away or discarded it it's just that as i explained before my life right now is filled with the doctor from my knee and therapy. Plus, you know, I have a life. I food shop, I cook, I take care of the house. I deal with Jimmy and his insanity, which takes most of my time up, you know, hours and hours of listening to him rant about, I don't know, whatever it is that he rants about that I sort of smile and sit there and say, okay. (laughs) Anyway, and plus the dog takes up a lot of my time. I give him baths and brush him and, you know, so life, you know, life is, I don't have, I don't have, um, Hired hands. I don't have maids and butlers and dog walkers.
1: I think that's funny. So Chad, I sent him a thing. The, Chad, did you get the link I sent earlier to the um to the Nightmare on Elm Street two uh trailer?
3: I believe so. Yeah. Um, hold on. Let me pull that up. Make sure we'll I have it.
1: And let everybody like see it if we can. Like this uh, is like uh you know one of the in in the horror movie business. Nightmare on Elm Street is one of the biggest. Um, what do you call that? Like it's a group of films. Like it's the one of the biggest. Collage. No collection. Uh, it's not collection either. I don't know collage. what it's called. No, it's not. So a Collage is a group of things. I know, but it's not a f- when it's a film and you have a whole bunch of them, a series or whatever. When it's the most oh, um, most, most important, it's like one of the most famous and well liked horror series. I guess you franchise. There you go, Mac. Thank you. <laughs> uh, out there, it's great. They're getting ready to remake make it. I don't really like the remakes, but like I loved all the beginning ones. Mark Patton is the um, star. Of a Nightmare on Elm Street 2: Freddy's Revenge. He oh, plays Jesse Walsh. It's going to be a lot of fun. What are you doing? I disconnected.
3: <laughs> what are you doing?
1: He's like he he disconnected. I got that
3: self. video ready for you. Um, I, all right, I so let's that. play that, and then we can while
1: we're doing that, maybe you can see if you can get in touch with him again. I sent okay. him a message on Facebook. Um, right. So uh, here it is, everybody. A Nightmare on Elm Street 2: Freddy's Revenge. This is the trailer. Love it. Here it is. one is coming back to Elm
4: Street. He is not friendly. He is not patient. Kill for me. And he is not a welcome visitor. No! 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 But he has something terribly special for the new kid on the block.
0: It started to happen again. Dad! I'm in trouble. You've had some scary dreams, okay? Help! He can't help you now. There's something inside him. Fight him. You're not afraid of him. He doesn't even exist.
4: Freddy Krueger is back on Elm Street.
0: Get out of here, Lisa. Jesse, fight him.
4: Watch out for him. we will be in your neighborhood soon. A Nightmare on Elm Street, part two. You are all my children now. Freddy's Revenge.
1: Freddy. I love I love Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> I, I, I'm six foot tall Jason, and they make a Freddy one. Eventually I want to get the six foot. I don't have a place to put it, but, but eventually I want to have a six foot tall Jason and a six foot tall Freddy and a six foot tall pinhead. I want all of them. You hear that, Ron? I love that
2: stuff. Well, you know, these films continue to come about. I mean, they keep making them over and over again, which reminds me of what Jane Russell, my sweet friend, used to say to me all the time. She was a Christian. She believed in Jesus and the Lord and angels and prayer and all those wonderful things that make people better people. And she'd say to me, Ron, Satan is at work. All of these films with devils and zombies and night crawlers and killers and murder and... It's terrible, she said, that the young people are seeing this instead of seeing the beauty of the Lord and well, all God, the night. Oh, she's a it. Christian. What do you want from my yeah, life? What are you
1: bringing it up for, Well, then? Because,
2: I'm, because I'm kind of agreeing with her, not from a religious aspect. I mean, I'm not religious at all. I believe in UFO, you know, that we came here from another planet. So I'll talk about that while I'm in the bathroom. <laughs> anyway, um... Horror movies are the greatest thing Yeah, I know that, but I think we've flooded the market with... Well, this is a 30-year-old horror movie. But I think we're constantly bombarding the young children with all of this gruesome, horrible shit that they don't know the beautiful side of life. And especially with these crazy parents they have today that, you know, we were in Manhattan and I saw a woman. She was bent over talking to her two-year-old daughter and she said, where would you like to go for dinner? Now, my mother would have smacked me right across 3rd Avenue if I ever said I want to go anywhere for dinner when I was 3. You know, my parents were, you go where we want, whether you like it or not. You're the kid, we're the parent, we make up the minds. But the world is really changing, and I fear for what it's going to be like 20 years from now, when all of these young kids, raised on all this gruesome, horrible, bloodthirsty stuff, and these insane parents that won't even let them out of the house, because they're afraid they're going to get kidnapped, Oh, please.
1: Anyway, The Nightmare on Elm Street is the greatest series ever. This movie is actually. It's stupid. I mean, this movie, this uh, this this particular one that we're going to talk about today is actually like 25 years old. So it's like the very beginning yeah, of all know, of it. I know, but
2: who cares? We know about the guy with the scissor fingers that he breaks through the bed and the kids run away. I mean, what are we, morons? We got to see the same crap over and over again? Do something original. Make another guy. Well, it was original then. I know, but now it's not. And I'm I know, tired but- of it. Well, I don't care for it. I will never go pay money to see that oh, junk.
1: I will in a second. I, yeah, buy, all, I buy all of them.
2: Because you're from that weird I time. Buy,
1: I buy everyone. It's not a weird you time. you got to
2: remember, my day it was love. <laughs> we saw love movies in my day. Beautiful family movies with children Nuh-uh. all the
1: mil- I watch movies with you on Turner Classic Movies all the time, where people are getting killed and shot. They just no, don't no, no, show no, no. it, but no, they're no, getting no. killed it's, all no, the time. No, it's
2: different. The reasons were not stupid. Joan Crawford killed Van Heflin because he wouldn't marry her, so she shot him. All right, there's a okay, reason. Okay, that's there. not stupid. No, but it's because of love. It's <laughs> Listen to that one, <laughs> you know, it's l- Well, there's more to the story. You have to see the story. Raymond Massey was her husband. It's a wonderful movie. You shouldn't miss it at all. Um, but then people killed each other because of love, because of passion, not because of insanity or or just the lust to kill. Nobody's body got chopped up. We had family movies where mother and father and children sat at a dining room table discussing mm-hmm. the day, which was how it should be. Not kids text messaging in the bathroom while they're masturbating, looking at a video of somebody. I mean, it's nonsense. These things
1: have just changed, that's all.
2: Today, I wouldn't wanna raise my kids today. I'm glad I raised my kids when I did. Because if I raised my kids today, they, people would have taken them away from me. Because I would tell my kids, go, go to New York. Here, go on the subway, go, don't be afraid. <laughs> well, when I was a little boy, now we lived in Astoria, Queens, okay, on the East River, right opposite Manhattan. I had a bicycle. I would go over the 59th Street Bridge, eight, nine years old, and go to New York City. I used to drive out to LaGuardia Airport to watch the airplanes take off with my friends on a bicycle. My mother never knew where I was. It was Saturday, early in the morning. She'd say, okay, go out and play. And I was gone till dinner time.
1: Yeah, I did that too.
2: And I never got raped, murdered, stolen, or beaten up, or whatever. Never. Hey, Chad, did you try
1: him during that uh, video, or no?
3: It says he's offline.
2: That's weird. What happened to our guests? He probably saw our shirts and figured, I'm not going to the show. I don't know. Like, what time
1: is it in Mexico? Maybe there's there's a time. Does Mexico have our same time frame, Chad?
3: Oh, uh, I don't know. I know it'd be closer to California time.
1: Oh, I could tell my Mexico East Coast. joke. No, don't tell a Mexico joke. <laughs> Why, <it's> good. <laughs> I don't, I don't want the to.
2: Elizabeth Taylor joke. Okay, well, I. We bueno. Tell it. This is a great joke that we in the business talk about. It came out about, I don't know how many years ago. And if I, I think it was, who was it? Donald O'Connor told it to me. I forgot who it was that told me this joke, but it's a hilarious joke. Um, Marilyn Monroe. Jane Russell and Elizabeth Taylor it's about the three of them. Elizabeth Taylor just got a brand new powder blue Cadillac and she called up Jane Russell and she said Jane I want to go for a long ride in my car do you want to come and Jane said yeah that would be fun then she called up Marilyn and Elizabeth said Marilyn would you like to come we're thinking of driving to Mexico and Marilyn said no 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 no, no, thank you I'm busy today shooting so okay they're not going to go so Elizabeth and Jane Russell, getting in their powder blue Cadillac and they drive all the way down Mexico's Bayou. Well, suddenly a truck goes alongside of them with guys with rifles, bandidos. And they said, pull over, I shoot you. So they pulled over. Now Elizabeth Taylor had on emeralds and diamonds, earrings and necklaces and she was terrified that they would rob her jewelry. Anyway, the girls got out of the car and the men didn't want anything to do with them. They simply wanted the car. So they drove off in the car. Now, Jane turned to Elizabeth, and she said, Elizabeth, where is all your jewelry? Elizabeth said, well, while they were coming alongside of us, I stuck all my jewelry up my vagina. And Jane said, well, that's a safe place for it. Too bad we didn't invite Marilyn. She could have saved the car. (laughs) (laughs) And that was a joke that went around. Well, Jane Russell really used to love that joke. I used to torture her with it in the morning when she'd get up. I'd say, Jane, where'd you stick the jewels? And she'd start to laugh like hell. I don't know if Marilyn liked it too much, but uh, Jane did. I think that's funny. That's a Hollywood joke, a very inside Hollywood, which we don't tell the public.
1: All right, you guys. So here's what we're going to do, since I'm not sure why our guest isn't here. I'm going to try and uh, contact him one more time. And in the meantime, we're going to take a little music break. Uh, We haven't played this in a while. It's a great song. It's by the uh, U.K. band Kin. The name of the song is Home Sweet Home, and uh, we love it. It's a great, great song, a great club song, a great dance song. Sadie, you to
0: It's like a place we are heading for
1: Home Sweet Home by Ken, everybody. It's available worldwide now. You can download it anywhere you want. It's fabulous, fabulous. And we want to give a shout out. What's up, Ken Pettigrew? Ken Pettigrew's in the chat room.
2: Hey, I just want to comment on that song. Who said Disco's Not Back? Listen to that hustle beat. That song's a good song to We're dance We're going to play your favorite song later oh, today, I hope. too. I was going to say, what happened to my crystal We're gonna ball?
1: We're going to play your crystal ball today. I oh, gave it to Chad. That's
2: so, what is it doing, anyway, on the charts? Is it, it was it's like,
1: still? It's still doing good. It was, like,
2: number three or something. It was a big record.
1: Yeah, it's doing really good. It's really
2: selling out like crazy. It's the new way, baby. Hustling is coming back. and I mean, not... Money hustling, dance hustling. (laughs) Hustling is coming back, and the disco scene is back, and everybody's starting to get into those clothes now, the 70s clothes, the platform shoes for men, the bell bottoms. I mean, it might be a little stupid at my age, but I'll give it a shot.
1: You always look good in everything.
2: I'd wear bell bottoms and platform shoes again in those wild. Oh, me shirts. too! Absolutely. I well, lo- I was young. I was in my thirties, so I look really good. In early thirties. We also uh,
1: we also forgot uh, to mention that I wanted to mention you guys, Rebel Medler from W Four C Y. Yes. She hosts a bunch happy of radio shows. It's her birthday. birthday it was yesterday, so we want to say happy you. birthday to
2: Rebel. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Rebel Meddler. How are your boobies? What? I don't think that's how it goes. Happy birthday to you. It's a private joke between she and I. And about a million people. <laughs> no. Remember the last time I saw you, Rebel, in the studio when I said? She remembers.
1: Okay. She said lots of love. So there I love her. She's, you know, stands. she's
2: the nicest girl in the world. I spent a lot of hours with her, uh, not a lot, about two hours, and got to know her at the studio when we were in Florida. and she's, she's really fabulous. She's really nice. But the sisters kept just jumping around. I said, can you control those sisters? My God, they're going to hit the desk in a minute and bounce out the window.
1: I also want to give a shout out to Bobby Moss from the Moss Brothers. He's in the chat room.
2: Hey, how are you
1: guys doing? So what's doing? up, everybody? So happy to see everybody in there. We don't know what happened to our first guest, Mark Patton, so we apologize. Um and maybe we'll get in touch with him, and maybe we won't. In the meantime, you're stuck with He's Ron He's in and Mexico.
2: I. They probably have manufacturing your television boxes. See? There you go. You never <laughs> your
1: television boxes. Because that's song.
2: where they come from, Mexico, those pieces of crap.
1: So, hey, I got an idea. So, let's go to let, – let's put a question out to everybody out there listening since we're talking about movies and we have movie people coming on today as opposed to music people. What are your favorite guilty pleasure movies that you're, like, embarrassed You know, that people, like, know that you like those movies a lot because they're kind of, like, embarrassing or you wouldn't really, like, like them or anything like that. Uh, And what are the ones that you like a lot? And let's see if anybody's got anything really cool. Well,
2: I, first of all, do not look at anything that I would be embarrassed of uh, or dislike. You know, I'm very choosy with my films. What I'm really excited and thrilled to death about, and I guess it's a kid movie, but I love it, is... Hocus Pocus 2 is coming back with Beth Midler and, and Jessica Parker. And, and what's her name? Uh, I forgot her name. Jajami, whatever her name is, that weird name something Captain Najimi. Captain Najimi. so now they're shooting it in LA and it's soon to be released for Halloween so isn't that going to be fun to go to the movie theater and see my fabulous Bette Midler who I, I love I can't and wait I've
1: never seen the first one we're going to see it soon and I
2: can't you guys aren't writing like embarrassing movies Stealing mm-hmm. Magnolias isn't an
1: embarrassing movie Pretty Woman is one of the greatest movies ever made of all time it's not a bad movie I mean like embarrassing like my favorite series that's my favorite is The Mighty Ducks by Disney like that's a fun embarrassing movie no but I,
2: Hocus Pocus I love because <laughs> I met, B- uh, I met Bette Midler for a minute and a half. She was changing Sophie, her daughter's diaper. <laughs> what a way to meet Bette Midler. <laughs> and I walked by and I said, oh my God, Bette Midler, <laughs> what are you doing here? And she said, what the fuck do you think it looks like? I'm changing the kid's diaper. <laughs> I looked, I started to laugh. She's a riot. I was at a pers- a friend of mine, Perry Winkler's um, good friend. Anyway, Bette's a sweetie pie. I'm happy she's got this film going.
1: They're like Mary Poppins. Okay, see Mary Poppins. Well, actually, if you were a kid, though, Mary Poppins isn't embarrassing. But if you watch it a lot now, it'd still be embarrassing. Love
2: Julie Andrews. Never saw Mary Poppins. Love her from Saturday. There you Music. go. Now we're getting into it. The Three Ninjas. I like
1: that. I like that one, too, Bobby. I like all those dumb movies. Jay and M- Silent Bob. That's a fun movie. Oh, wait.
2: I have one. Okay. Speaking of Halloween again, Debbie Reynolds in Halloween Town. Oh, okay, those are good. There's three of them, and I watch all three of them. I love those Halloween Towns. I mean, it's not an intelligent film but Debbie did a good job with it. And again, I know Debbie also, so it's fun to see people I know and love working. I guess that's why I, watch I like the all films. the dumb. I like all the dumb horror
1: movies that aren't any good uh, a lot. Rocky Horror Picture Show, but that's not really a dumb one. A Rocky Horror Picture Show, that's a classic. I, mean, I watch
2: it still. I love it. Hey, I love Rocky Horror Picture Show. I used to take Leslie, my eldest daughter, when she was like four and five, to see it at midnight in our local theater, and they would throw toilet paper and yell, Ain't got no neck, and Leslie loved it. She would be screaming all over the place. It was fun memories. I was. That's a good thing, that Rocky Horror Show. What about um? What about oh? I spit on your grave. Now that's a great movie, and I like both of them
1: because I'm friends with one of the stars of the remake, and I like the original. Um, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure is a great movie. Um, I actually have met Bill and Ted before. Um, Never
2: saw those films.
1: Um, what about? Oh, what, this isn't really a dumb movie, but this is just one of my favorite movies because I just saw it over here. But do you guys like Empire Records because Empire Records is like one of my all-time favorite like movies, and it's music
2: industry like. Did we talk about Vacation yet? Yes. We did. We did. Go see Vacation, everybody. Funny film. Very funny film. Hey, Chad. I didn't think it would be, but it is. The new one? Chad, do you
1: have one? What's your favorite, like, dumb movie?
2: It'd
3: probably be oh, Mary oh, Poppins. You already, it you already called it out, but yeah, Mary Poppins. For some reason, I don't know, It's probably just a good part of my childhood and stuck in my head.
1: I, it's so funny because everybody's writing Wayne's World. I never really understood the whole thing about the the why people liked Wayne's World. Like, I thought this shit was so stupid. never saw it. It's like so dumb, it was too dumb. High Infidelity is a great movie. That's not, that's like a classic movie. Oh, you know what one I like too? The one where uh, John Cusack holds a stereo over his head. Say, Say anything. anything. Say anything. Great movie.
2: What was, what was the
3: name of the song? Um, and the artist.
1: Oh, uh, let's see. John Cusack. I forgot.
2: He's a good actor.
1: Oh, In Your Eyes by
2: Peter Gabriel.
3: Ding, ding, ding. What do we have for him, Ronnie? I know my shit.
2: <laughs> and John's sister is a good actress also. Oh, yeah. Joan Cusack. Joan Cusack. They're, they're both very talented. You know, they do come in family pairs. In my day, it was Olivia de Havilland and Joan Fontaine. They were sisters. Or, 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 or um, oh, I can't even think of the other two. The blonde. What the hell was her name? Anyway, there are a lot of brothers and brothers and sisters and sister actresses. What I get sometimes pissed off about is, and I really shouldn't say this, because I have a couple of movie star friends that their children are acting like Justin, uh, what's the face, um, Charlie's Angels, Ooh, quick, quick. I know her so well. Lad, Cheryl Ladd. Cheryl Ladd. Cheryl Ladd's daughter, Justin, and my daughter, Deirdre, played together when we all lived in no, LA. Her, name, her
1: not. Her daughter's name is not Justin. What is Jordan. it? Jordan.
2: Jordan. Jordan. I'm sorry, Jordan. And, you know, Jordan got into films because of, of her mom, I guess, but Jordan didn't do, do too well. Uh, she does a lot of those, like, off-television things. Those.
1: Actually, she's done a lot of really big stuff lately.
2: I like just Jordan. Jordan. I
1: like her. She's done some cool horror movies that I love. Right. You know, everybody, like, starts in horror. All your biggest stars, Renee Zellweger, like, all your really Academy Award stars, they all, Tom Cruise, everybody, they all make terrible horror movies when they get started.
3: I'm going to make an attempt to call your guest.
1: I love all those terrible horror movies. Okay, make an attempt to call our guest. Well, not all. Oh, wait, wait. Rockstar with Mark Wahlberg is not a bad movie. That's, like, one of the greatest movies ever. Stand up, stand up.
2: And when he does his audition, that was, like, the bomb. The first movie we saw last week for the first time was Mexico. With, what's his name? The Angie, Mexican with Angie's Steve. husband, Brad Pitt Brad, and Brad Pitt and Julia Roberts. Film.
1: Brad Pitt, and Julia hey Roberts. Guys. It's terrible. Hey, hello, hello, Mark Patton. Hello. It's me, Star
5: Show. How are you doing? We're in a, I'm in the middle of a construction zone here. I'm sorry the internet went down. I, I didn't realize that it was on the wrong time frame for you guys, and I just <laughs> well, got it.
2: We thought uh, the kiddos got you and took you away. We're holding you for ransom. We were gonna you know okay. put in some money.
5: Well, I just got a call from somebody in Arizona who was listening to your uh, to your uh, to your show, and they said they're looking for you right now. And I was like, "Oh my god, it's two so, thirty here," and I'm so I apologize. I'm on the wrong time zone, and I, I really apologize.
2: It's the here, that's all that matters. Screw the other. Actually, shit. can you hit video? Would we be able to see you or not? Are I you, don't
5: think you might be able to me to. Uh, I don't want to mess with this too much because I live in a tropical rainforest, and they're. We don't have quite as good of internet as you guys do, but uh, let's go to let the top of the
2: screen and hit the ITV. No, 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 that's okay, not here. We go.
5: <laughs> here we go. Okay, hold on. I think this is it. You can Nazi. see at least see my house, I guess. There we go.
3: Can you okay. still hear me? Maybe yes, maybe do a 180. It's kind
2: of bright. Far away. It's not like you know Mars. So everybody on the line, we have
1: Mark Patton, actor, interior designer totally cool married gay guy from hollywood which makes me very excited to have uh, another gay married person on the show because we haven't had very many of those mark uh, let me introduce you to everybody i'm going to start off with uh, my co-host who's also my hu- my legal married husband mr ron russell hi i'm straight jimmy's the fag
5: <laughs> all right ron gotcha got your got your relationship right away okay let's
3: go on. <laughs> then old old girl. then we've got the man behind the boards mr chad murphy hey mark welcome to the show sir
5: Thank you, Chad. Sorry to give you a
3: heart attack there. That's right. Do me a favor. Maybe turn your camera. you got the sunlight coming right into the lens.
2: Okay, let's go over here. Are you good-looking? Should we otherwise leave it the way it is? No, he's good-looking. Thank you.
1: There we go. There we go. He's good-looking. Yeah, Um, let the light hit you right. And then we have a (laughs) chat room full of people, so say hey to everybody in the chat room.
5: Hey, everybody in the chat room. Glad to hear
2: or see you.
1: There you go.
5: That works.
2: Now, why are you living in Mexico?
5: Well, I moved here to work about uh, nine years ago, and I really didn't want to come. Uh, I, at the, I came at the behest of a client, and after I was here about two days, I, I don't know, I just had this weird feeling, and I realized I was going to live here. And that's exactly what happened. I've, I've been here almost ever since. And I met Hector here in uh, Mexico about a year later, about a year and a half later. And we've been together ever since. And, you know, what? life just became Mexico. That was That's the whole reason. It's just by accident, really.
2: Don't tell me where exactly, but what part. In other words, give me an idea where you are, but don't oh,
5: oh, I mean, I'm in Puerto Vallarta, in the old part of Puerto it's, Vallarta. And,
2: it's not Mexico.
5: Yeah, it's, uh, I What's, live in. what uh, where? About, where you know, where I live is is actually pretty Mexico. It's, uh, it's beautiful. But, it's yeah like the, in New York. Tourists, we're, dri- we're driven by tourists and whatnot, but... We, we live off the grid pretty much. So um, Still, we live in a beautiful, yeah, it's a beautiful place. It's, mean, very, but I it's mean, very safe also, which is really
2: nice. It's for you that you live in Puerto Vallarta. I feel so sorry <laughs> for you. I'm going to shoot myself now because I have such pity for you. What's Hector like? Is he cute? He's Mexican, obviously, because I have a lot of Hector friends that are Mexicans. Why is
5: uh, yes, it- he,
4: Hector yes.
2: that's Amer- a Mexican name, Hector?
5: Yeah, Hector well his name is Hector Morales Mondragon, if you want to get
2: the first name is Hector, but that's not a is that a Spanish yeah, is name. Hector. Of course it is.
1: <laughs>
5: yeah, but you just don't you don't pronounce the age is uh is uh, the proper way to do it is Hector is his name. And he's great. He's you know, he's not a, a real public person, to be honest with you. But he's been um he's I don't know, just if you would have lined up all the people in the world that I thought I was gonna marry, Hector might have been the last one that I picked. Oh, Jean- uh, But he was, you know, he turned out to be pretty perfect in in a lot of regards for me. So we've had a a very good life together. Yeah. Congratulations, too.
1: I think that's fabulous. And I think uh, the fact that you're married and everything is super fabulous and that he's supportive. And actually, if you like Google his name, like he comes up pictures, he's very cute. You can find pictures of you guys all over the place, I guess, because you've been promoting Scream Queens and. He go, Maybe he goes with you. I don't know. But I see a lot of pictures on the internet of you guys together. So I think it's really awesome. And congratulations! Do you have a big gay
2: community down there?
5: <clears throat> You'll even see our mother-in-law with us, which is really, really great. She's 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 my favorite person in the world. His mother. So yeah, we just you know we've jumped like lifetimes here in uh, in the but, last you know yeah. twenty years for, as gay people. So it's it's
1: pretty amazing. Yeah. Uh, Ron wants to know: Do you guys have a big gay community in, in Mexico? In yes, it- we do. Yeah, we have a huge gay community here. And really,
5: um, Puerto Vallarta is kind of the San Francisco of, of Mexico. It's, it's very, it's where if your son moves to Puerto Vallarta and you're Mexican, that's just code for you have a gay son. So, <laughs> you, you know, so yeah, it's, there are a lot of gay people here, but people come from all over the world. So it's very inclusive. Like we have sports bars next to gay bars and everybody just kind of gets along. There's no problems at all about anything. We don't have really those kind of problems down here. So, um, yeah, I'd invite anybody to come down here who was looking for a, you know, really wonderful place to stay and just be able to relax. And the water is not quite as beautiful as the Caribbean. But besides that, everything else is
6: great.
2: I mean, I've been to Puerto Vallarta and I loved it. I mean, I was there, you know, when when the Spanish conquistadors were there. But it was, (laughs) you know, just starting off. I was there like in nineteen, uh, maybe 65, which was a lot of years ago. And it was charming and quaint and hilly and storesy and just it was Mexico. Now it's probably full of t-shirt shops and all that crap.
1: Did you get the phone, okay?
5: <laughs> I got it. thank you. Yeah, that was like that was actually Hector calling me to to remind me I was supposed to talk to you today. So yes. <laughs> so you see we have a re- we have a really good system down here. We're both on the same time frame. So I just let him know that I'm talking to you right now.
1: So Perfect. I I- Let's talk a little bit. First of all, everybody, okay, so Mark, uh, for all you horror movie aficionados like me, Mark was the star of A Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge. He plays Jesse Walsh with Robert Russler, who I've met several times. He's a really cool guy, and um, uh, I love I-, I love all the horror movies. I love the fact that this one uh, is like basically like one of the first horror movies that you had like a male lead uh, who was like the – protagonist or whatever the person the person who's getting chased after in the movie it was fantastic um uh, i didn't i when the movie came out i hadn't come out so i didn't really get all the gay subtext until i watched it later
2: uh believe that i've got a bridge in brooklyn nah, this is you. like i was still in high school you were not
1: you wouldn't know you were a i didn't fruit. know when i was a fruit until i was out of college <laughs> I knew when I was born. I mean, how do you not know when you're in college? Oh, I thought, but I didn't know for sure. So I think it's like really cool. So basically they've named you. So like you're kind of like the first male scream queen because. I uh, love that
2: screaming queen.
1: Did did you make that up or did somebody else come up that for you?
5: Well, actually, it it sort of came up because, um, excuse me. One of the things that people said in the movie uh, about me was um, that I screamed like a girl, which was. When I was making the movie I just thought if you're really afraid you scream, so I just scream. And it you know, it's a I have a good scream. So um they um I started doing actually I think where a Real Scream Queen really came from is I started doing a panel for a show called Days of the Dead. And it was called Scream Queens. And um I did it with like Heather Langenkamp and PJ Soles and um like the Halloween people and Linnea Quigley and, and people like that. So um And that was really fun. But then all of these lists started coming out, say, about, I'd say, five or six years ago for the, you know, around Halloween, they'll do the top scream queen. I started I started winning them all like I would beat out Jamie Lee Curtis and I would beat out Heather. And um, this year I was on the top of like 25 different lists. And, you know, it's all girls and me. So um, and it just became fun. And it's like I, I really embraced it so I could, you know, go out and talk about the things I wanted to talk about while I was on the road, it made it really easy for, you know, to introduce what we were going to talk about into the conversation. So, and a lot of people would get really offended for him. It was funny, you know, like a straight guys, they'd be like, he's the scream king. He's not the scream queen. And I, and I would have explained to, to them that, you know, I wasn't insulted by it, that it was, uh, <laughs> it was something I appreciate So, um, so that.
2: But, but how that was- do you, handle, how do you handle when you and Hector are in a hotel room?
5: Oh, we, we've been together a long time. I we mean, we're
2: just fun. <laughs> You didn't get it. Well, I didn't
5: get that. But we're, we've been together a long time. You didn't get it. But you, after you've been together a long time, the getting it becomes quantitative, I think, you know.
2: After you're together a while. Hear that, Jimmy? You don't scream
1: anymore. We'll find out. <laughs> so, so then there's a new, so tell me what Scream Queens is now then.
5: Oh, this green, this green queens, the Scream Queens, the documentary is called uh, Scream, comma, Queen, My Nightmare on Elm Street. And you can find that, like all over the web right now, like Facebook or Instagram or dot coms or whatever. And it we made a documentary called Never Sleep Again. And uh, that's what, sort of how I came back into show business. And it really treated Nightmare on Elm Street nicely. But it and it's the highlight of that documentary. But it kind of treats it as a joke. You know, it's like it's sort of one long blowjob joke. And which was which was funny and people laughed and they loved the documentary but after being on the road a little while i realized it, it's a really important movie i mean in in like they teach it in universities and it's a, it's a very serious movie at this point i mean it's in museums and and so forth so i got the idea to do this documentary and and we started it a couple of years ago And it is about like why guys who are basically the thesis is why guys in the eighties and nineties who were about 30 years old, who started to become movie stars would just disappear. Like you'd see somebody and you'd go like, wow, he's really good. I can't wait for his next movie. And then you never saw him again. And, um, and there were a lot of guys who all disappeared sort of for the same reason. And that's what the documentary is about. It's about, um, it's about, Hollywood in the 80s, and about HIV and a lot of different things, but it's wrapped up really cool, and there's a lot of Nightmare on Elm Street stuff in it, so it's fun, but it's it's pretty information packed. It's like it's a good thing, and we're going to open. We believe um, the the uh, Outfest, and um, that's the route that that this particular documentary is going to go. We have a couple of film festivals already
2: for it. you tell us at any point in the documentary why they disappeared?
5: Yes, we do. You yeah, know, we do. I mean, we have actually a lot of them um, that are, um, you know, now own restaurants or are interior designers or, you know, they just, the, the truth of the matter is it became very difficult, you know, and you see this in the documentary where, where you're living in a town that's like, it's sort of like at that point it was run we used to laugh and say you know in show business if, if there were no jews and no homosexuals, there wouldn't be show business i mean they run everything right That'll and and, and said, everybody sorry. and everybody everybody was either jewish or homosexual and like those two groups at that particular time were really good at self-censoring themselves in like a public forum like you know like it was kind of a self-hate thing i think on a certain level like a lot of the cast and directors are gay or whatever and that would be their job to get rid of the gay people you know like so, the people who the didn't pass
2: the thing that fascinates me most is when i'm out in the straight world and at a party or wherever it would be and people say something i won't use the actors name but they say oh and he is so hot and the women say well he could put his shoes under my bed anytime and i thought no because he wears platform heels they will never fit under the bed <laughs> You know, but uh, they, that flips me out when these straight actors are supposed to be so butch and straight. They even get married and they even have children sometimes to cover up. I think that's ridiculous.
5: Yeah, uh, it's a, yeah I think it's, it's going to change soon, actually. Um, I think we're on the edge of it starting to change. The, the, one of these days, a guy is going to come out and uh, I don't know who it'll be. He's probably alive right now. Um, and, and it's going to just be a, like a non-deal And he's not going to be, like, a straight-acting, straight-looking person. You know, it's like he's not going to have to pass that kind of fake test. It's going to be – he's just going to be a person who's really unique. I mean, the way, like, Laverne Cox is really unique. You know what I mean? It's like Laverne Cox is is interesting because she's Laverne Cox. Like, you know, it's like her whole story is interesting. The the whole – her whole being is interesting. And if she was trying to be – in any way in the closet she wouldn't be interesting at all you right you know what i mean well, and i think that's going to be i think that's going to happen with a guy in show business it's a big break you know what i mean but sure we all know that from the beginning of time there are lots of movie stars who are gay and they get married and they live these kind of really weird tortured lives and it's really and it's really self-hate that drives it and it's the self-hate of the people that are around them who keep telling them like you know, if you get to a certain level of fame, they tell you, you can't tell people you're gay because you, you'll lose everything you have. You'll okay. lose your position, your money, your power. Um, and um, if you have any power or money position to lose, it can be very scary because in Hollywood, especially those things are really hard to get a hold of. You know, a, To become a movie star is a very difficult thing. It's not easy. You know, it's a, it doesn't happen by accident. You know, so you have to want it pretty badly to, to even get in the game.
1: There's a big there's a big thing in the news in the United States in, in today about Kristen Stewart. She's the star of all the Twilight movies and how like she's got a girlfriend and it's kind of like hitting out like all over the place and and she doesn't really seem to be worried about it. She's just like you know, this is who I'm with, and this is who I want to be with, and I'm an actor, and I do whatever I want to do. It's yes, no, nobody it, else's it, it's business. It's a new
2: generation. I, yeah. start, I started, my first film was in 1959 with Sophia Loren and Ted Hunter. <clears throat> now, I knew Tab Hunter was gay, but I wasn't allowed to say anything. And my agent said to me, change your name. Your name is too ethnic. You're Italian from Brooklyn. Italian name, they're going to think you're a mafia. And but I not let anybody know you're gay. So you had all those restrictions put on you. And Tab Hunter and I, I interviewed him years later, like five years on my show, and we talked about it. And Tab said to me, which was very sweet, he said, I didn't know you were gay. And how old were you? I said, 19. He said, 19? And I didn't find you. I said, well, it's not too late.
5: (laughs) I know. It's it's kind of sad, isn't it? Really? It's like I had a, my managers took me to, um, I actually know one of Tab's wives too. And, um, you know, through the course of life, I, I got to know her. And
2: um Chab's wife, he never. Yeah, he was,
5: yeah, he was married.
2: Chab Hunter never was married.
5: Oh well, it was. I. I I'm. You sure? I, well, well, maybe. Maybe she was lying. I, so anyway, um,
2: uh, uh, Anthony Perkins.
5: He was with Anthony Perkins.
2: Yeah, for years. Well,
5: because I'm going to actually now. Pl- I'm. I'm getting ready to play Anthony Perkins. You're yeah, I'm going to play Anthony Perkins in a in a film uh, uh, oh, starting. Sh- shooting next month. Yeah, I, I'm actually going to play. Um, I'm playing a- Anthony right after the uh, t- after 9/11, when uh, Marissa Berenson died in the uh, World Trade Center, and it's it's like a vignette movie, and um, so it's it's very surreal. It's a surreal little movie, and I'm I'm really looking forward to it. And then I'm doing another movie.
2: Look, well, excuse in. me. If looking for real character. Call Tab. He'll tell you all about Tony. Tony was a weirdo. He was a strange one. A very uh-huh. strange guy. And there's a lot of, you know, nuances about him that you should know. I think Actually, it'd be great in your character. That I would love
1: to. Oh, I that would love to see that on things. film. Actually, first of all, I bet you your fans don't know that you're acting again. Uh like are these going to be f- first projects you're doing for that you haven't well, I, yeah
5: i actually shot a movie at, as a tester in berlin uh a, a little while ago just to see if i could still work in front of a camera and i and i became obvious that it was something that doesn't go away you know i mean you either can do it or you can't so um yeah i've actually been a- approached from like around the world to work um, and i've been like sort of doing this very slowly and methodically so that i know that i'm ready to do what i'm doing but yeah i'm gonna i'm shooting this movie and then i go to shoot a movie called william frost which is um that i'm shooting in um in palm springs which is a big big movie and um
2: i have what what month are you shooting that
5: i'm shooting uh, on i began september 23rd the day after my birthday Uh, my actual birthday is the 22nd of september
2: it's Palm Springs for a long time in a couple uh, Yeah. Of- I'm sorry. We're going, we live in Palm Springs. We're going to be there in a couple of months.
5: Oh we- yeah. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to be at dinner. My my friend has a new restaurant in Palm Springs and I'm really excited to go to it. So it, yeah, it's, it's the- opening. Oh. It's 849. Uh, and it's, uh, it's the name of the restaurant and <laughs> I, I get to Palm Springs on the 20th of September. First, I'm going to go to, um, Los Angeles, where I have a a meeting with a number of directors. A lot of uh, directors now are gay directors. Want to uh, want to work with me, which is really nice. You know, because they're younger, like in their 30s, and you know they they were sort of fanboys on Nightmare on Elm Street. They 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 like me a lot. Like what I do, and so movies which is you know it's really exciting so we'll see what happens you know it's like i'm i'm i have a book coming out and i've i've embraced all of this life that i've been you know this journey that i've been on and i've used all the opportunities that come my way i never say no i just say i try to say yes to things and um you know because it would have been easy like us today right like just i missed my appointment with you for whatever reason and it would be just easy to just go, "Oh, I can't believe that and just be really upset." But I kept trying and then you called, and then here we are talking to each other. and
2: it's you know, know, that, you know that's I, I had a difficult time coming out uh, the way we came out. You know, I married Jimmy, and uh, we're the first gay a couple talk show hosts in the world. There's nobody else where there's there's two men that are married that have a talk show. And it was difficult because I sort of took the veil off my face and had to show people who I truly was. Not that they didn't suspect, I'm not exactly, you know, Butch Cassidy, uh, but uh, people really didn't know because there's so many actors out there that are sort of effeminate that we suspect are, and they usually are, but um, claim they're not. So it was difficult. And I think those days are gone. I think now, once I get back to California, I intend to go back to work and film. And I believe because of my age, which is over 50, and the fact <laughs> that I'm a gay man is going to open doors for me. And I think the same thing for you. I think a lot of stuff is going to happen now because, you know, black people fought for it. Now they're in film. Asian people fought for it. Now they're in film. Well, we gay people are fighting for it. And slowly but surely... We're in film, and not necessarily in a film where we're called fags and all those horrible words that you're not oh, supposed to. yeah. Well, so. you know, I
5: have like this one thing which I always thought, which I want to do. It's, I mean, it's a real dream of mine. It's like whenever I went into an audition when I was when I was really young guy and in my prime, I was playing a couple of different parts. Like I would go into the audition, and I was playing the part of Mark, the normal boy. And then they would give me the script. And on top of being Mark the normal boy, I'd have to be whoever else they asked me to be. And uh, to, you know, Kate Jenner kind of did this for me in a, in a weird way. It was like, I really just want to walk into a room and be myself because the most fabulous part of me is the authentic me. You know what I mean? Not to have to, not to pretend to be something I'm not. And I, I want to see what I'm able to create when I'm, allowed to authentically be myself and really not worry about my hands or my feet or how I walk or how I talk so, and absolutely. You all, know, all those internal things you know and I not have to worry about them and just you know really just create it's, and it's very that's
2: nice it's very nice for us gay actors to bring to the character who we are not to go in and create a character who we are not Because that's not true or real. When I I go back to work, I intend to bring my character, of course, in line with the script. But my who I am with me, and I think it's going to be far better work. And I think had I done that years ago, well, actually, I couldn't have done that years ago. They would have thrown me out of the business. (laughs) <laughs> anyway you came in late sweet dear friend and i think you're fabulous and we're gonna have oh, well,
5: you so much. i'm sorry i gave you guys a little heart attack because you're you're a lot of fun and um i'm so glad i got in at all that was that was that was the point i was glad i was here because i didn't want to disappoint you
1: i'm happy with it too and we want to tell everybody too you guys go check out a nightmare on elm street 2 freddie's revenge there's also um uh, scream slash queens queen like the documentary
5: and it, also really quick, just before we get out the air, don't pre- – we just released uh, Come Back to the Five and Dime, Jimmy Dean, Jimmy Dean for the first time in 35 years. So you go and see that too because it's really great. It's a Robert Altman film. It's, it's, you
2: know, and
1: actually though. you you play someone who undergoes a sex operation and becomes Karen Black. Th- that's true. I do.
5: Yeah, I'm like – it's a big trend. We were just asking ourselves the other day. It's like well, no, I, if Caitlin watched um, – Jimmy Dean, because it was one of the only trans movies in um, in the world at that point, and um, and I want to meet her one day, and I want to ask her if she saw the film, because I just like I'm sure she did, and I I'm I sure she really I- liked it.
2: Oh, I took Karen Black on a date one Thanksgiving many years ago. I knew her well, and Karen was laughing all the time and silly and up we were crossing second avenue and you had to see what you didn't do on second avenue she had a big shawl on and as the cars were coming she played like a matador and she was fighting the cars karen black so sad when she passed away was a funny girl so
1: you guys though, so go see come back to the five and dime jimmy dean jimmy dean it's directed by john altman share is in it kathy bates is in it mark patton is in it uh it just got released after 35 years it's going to be fabulous and mark we want to thank you for coming on the show and good luck. i can't wait to see your new movie so good yep. luck with all of that and say hello to hector and i hope we. Watch- i will
5: and, and glenda thanks for waking me up i'll talk to you guys later thank uh, you uh, bye. thanks
2: bye okay bye
5: bye
2: he's a pleasant chap
5: yes he's a chap
1: And he's worked with some big, you know, he left Hollywood after he did the movie with all the gay stuff because he couldn't be gay and there was so much controversy and that's when he became an interior decorator and an artist and now he's coming back.
2: You know, Caitlin, who's a drag queen, is. you know, she's not a sex change yet right now, she's a drag queen. And Caitlin has done so much for all the drag queens throughout the world now. Drag is becoming popular again. People want to go to shows now and see men dressed as women performing because there's a great talent to it and a great art to it. So gay little by little is becoming so accepted that people are starting now to enjoy what we gay people enjoy when we're among each other. We have a fabulous sense of humor. We're very witty people. We're very up people. We love parties. We love dinner parties. We love travel. You know, we love all the finer things in life. Most gay men have the best taste in clothing, hairdo, makeup, for a woman I mean you can always see a woman not all though that's kind of like a
1: stereotype in a way well my friends um, when
2: I speak of all I (laughs) speak of people in the business that I know if I could always tell when a gay man dresses a woman for a wedding as opposed to when a woman a woman dresses for other women A, a gay man dresses a woman to attract men and that's the difference
1: so Chad thanks for getting in touch with him that was awesome dude Chad. Hello.
2: How are you? We I
1: said thanks. You thanks Chad for getting in touch with him. That was like cool. I thought we might take a little music break, Chad.
3: It was a team effort.
1: It was a team effort, and so, and so and thank you, whoever was listening to the show who actually contacted him. We appreciate yes, we all that. Yes, appreciate that. You're thank a you. superstar, and I
2: hope you're enjoying the show, whoever you are. So, uh,
1: uh, so we're gonna take a music we'll break, you guys. Ball? We're gonna play "Reflections of a Disco Ball." Disco uh, ball, not crystal. Ball. I call it
2: crystal ball.
1: Reflections of a disco Love it. ball. Love everybody, it. this is by uh, Paris Tune and Tanya Tiet, Everybody, it's gonna be great. Hi- Chad, you ready? Let's
3: this- do it.
2: been oh, i love that song still you know i mean i'm getting a little tired of listening to it because i listen to it so damn much you know it's wearing off its thrill but i love it it's it's it reminds me of the good days and it's music what's humming our way it's definitely happening again
1: so that's paris tune featuring tanya tiet and debbie sledge everybody uh, reflections of a disco ball
2: really what's it doing on the charts
1: i, I don't know right now i haven't checked it
2: I know, it went up on the charts tremendously. You know, it was in England and Europe, it was a it was big like, hit. Like number 12. Now, now yeah. it's a big hit in this country.
1: Uh, either way, it's a great song. Everybody should definitely go download it. And um, What does
2: it cost to get it?
1: Like ninety nine
2: cents or something. Oh please, for ninety nine cents, buy the friggin' thing. We
1: want to give a shout out too to Shane Layton too, you guys. She's she's uh, doing a meet and greet tonight at Motif Seattle Hotel, which is her uh, house hotel for her Rocket Like a Redhead show tomorrow. So she's playing at their nightclub. It's called Frolic and it's the Motif Seattle and that's where she's staying, and then tomorrow night she's got her Seattle leg of the rocket like a redhead tour, so we want to wish I mean, her luck
2: she is just hitting the press like wildcat she's got two magazines Did you see that and who's, the i mean the interviews she's all over the place she's yeah, really she, she's really scoring big time with her show i'm so happy because we love her very much and uh yeah shane's really happening Absolutely, she's Best got. Thing she she's did got was two. get on the road.
1: She's got two uh, two magazine spreads right now, where she's I got like them. big spreads. Plus a them. big
2: photo shoot for so some you guys other- should get her album
1: too. It's uh, Invincible is the name of the album. It's got great songs. We love it. And That's what they're and saying
2: now in the press. You know, they're saying Shane Layton is invincible. Love it. That's what this. That's the headline of the article I read in one of the papers. Well, you got
1: to like it. And Mac Perry just wrote the link to that for in the chat room if you guys are in the chat room. So we want to make a shout out to Mac Perry. Tell everybody to check out Mac Perry's music. He's agony in the garden. It's all good. Mm-hmm. And
2: um, Did I tell Jane that I, I didn't throw her book away? Jane, did I say that already earlier? Yeah, I you said I it. Did. Yeah. Just no time to read it, but I promise I will. You know when I'll read it next time I'm on an airplane? That's when I do all my reading on a plane. Otherwise, I get interrupted. The dog kisses me. Jimmy asks me for 50 things. And we'll give a shout-out to,
1: to guest Tina, too. Tina D. That's that's S.D.B., uh, Stefan's girlfriend, whose birthday was last week. She she thanked you in the chat room for singing happy birthday to her last week.
2: Oh, I think I I think I love her.
1: And we want to say hi to Ma. Ma. May. My. My. To Ma. Her mom my.
2: my. I call her May Ling. I know. It's My. It's May Ling. <laughs> I, I look so forward to moving west just to be friends with Tina and Stefan. Because I think we're going to be very close friends. Tina is a sensationally sweet, energetic, intelligent, beautiful girl, and so warm and so kind. I like her a lot.
1: Absolutely.
2: She she won. You won with me, Tina. You rang the bell. So everybody, too, you can turn into the Irish Ginger
1: Show. That's on Fridays on W4CY at 4 p.m. Eastern time, and um, uh, get Jane Yates' books. We just got a copy of it last week. It's fantastic. Did you um, read it? I haven't. Read I, haven't it. I started it. I haven't finished it. I was I was tweeting instead. I'm sorry. Well, everybody. We want you guys to follow us on Twitter. Uh, I'm at Dr. Jimmy Star on Twitter. Ron is at Ron Russell Show. We have a new Twitter for a new website that's going up soon called Jimmy Star's World. It's at Jimmy Star's World, and um, you also can follow the Jimmy Star Show at Jimmy Starr Show. And Chad, how come you're not on Twitter? Are we gonna ever get you on Twitter?
3: They banned me.
2: They
1: banned you from
3: Twitter. Know, the, How right. about
2: Instagram, Chad? That's in pictures. Lie,
3: they banned me there too because I used to post naked pictures of myself.
2: <laughs> I was just going to say that. I was just going to so say that. So you just opened up a new one. I was going to say that. It was so shocking that people, they, people at first people there thought it was a, a signal tower and they realized it was you. Thanks, Ron. Well, you know, I might as well lie your next guest
3: coming in.
1: Actually, you know.
2: okay. Keep ahead. those chicks spinning, keep them moist. <laughs> keep the chicks moist. Early so, morning. hello, hello. Anyone. Welcome to the Jimmy Star show. Hello. Hey. Hey
1: everybody. We've got So, how do I pronounce we pronounce your last name Coulter, right? Yes. So we have Steve Coulter on the on the Jimmy Star Show line. Welcome, welcome. Before we get started, let me introduce you, to everybody. Starting off with my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell.
2: Now tell me that's not a title. I mean, really. How are you? You look good, nice and clear. Good lighting. I like what you did. You
6: like
2: the background. Terrific. <laughs> now, if you had a couple of naked girls and guys, it would have been better. But what can you do? Wow.
6: There's
2: one right over there. <laughs> Just off. We've <laughs> got the man behind the boards, Mr. Chad
3: Murphy. Steve, welcome to the show, sir. Good to have you.
6: Chad. And we have a chat room
1: full of people, so say hello to everybody in the chat room. Do
6: you have their names?
1: Uh, well, there are a lot of them. There's like Read way them. too many of them to tell you all their names. Just You can just do like a blanket
2: hello. But we'll give you one name, Goddess. Yes. Now, doesn't that turn you on? Don't you want to speak to <laughs> Goddess? I'm yes. dying to see what she looks like. <laughs> I think she's a guy in drag, to tell you the truth. <laughs> but I don't know, but she's a goddess, and that name flips me out. I love <laughs>
6: this. Hello, goddess. And there's someone Sue? named
2: Suzanne who's,
1: who might you might know because there's somebody who's saying bonsoir, Steve, and actually everybody in the chat room is saying hello. So welcome. Well,
6: um, Suzanne from uh, Belgium or where we're, <laughs> Luxembourg or somewhere. It says, she was, I think. my helper in London.
2: There you go. Okay, so she's good.
6: She was your what? Helper. My okay. helper. I thought was he said you?
1: something else. Okay.
2: we don't talk that way on this
1: show. I know we don't talk that way. So, everybody, Steve is a fantastic actor. We're very excited to have him on the show today. Um, You guys might recognize him recently by playing Reg Monroe on The Walking Dead, which we're having like a a Walking Dead, you know, phenomenal. Everybody, like, coming on right now. I love the show. We've had Norman Reedus. We've had everybody. uh, everybody. Michael Rooker. We've had all the people from, like, the first two seasons, and now we're getting all the people from the seasons now. We had Ross Marcon on a couple weeks ago. And we had Lou Temple. And next week I have somebody else I forgot. So how so was working on The Walking Dead? And did you li- even like zombie stuff before you got
6: involved? No. Well, I, was weird. I was a big fan of the show, but I did not like zombie stuff. That's why I was surprised I liked the show as much. Because, um, yeah, with independent films, everyone makes zombie movies. So when the show came along, I thought, this isn't going to be very good. And I remember the first show when he kills the little girl. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Spoiler alert. <laughs> uh, then I knew that this was going to be something different. And, and yes, yeah, so I was a big fan of the show, although not a big fan of zombies before it. And it was a lot of fun. It sounds corny, but it was, they're so nice. I know they have like the number one show, you know, in on the planet or whatever, but there's no egos. They're disgustingly nice. Um, so I don't have any like inside terrible stories to tell you. They're, they're very nice people.
1: And actually everybody says the same thing. Everybody's yeah. been... Exact same thing. So it must be real because I, I, we would get some kind of dish dirt out of somebody. Ron would. Have.
2: <laughs> well, no, yeah. I mean, it's look. I've been on many a set that was wonderful where everybody got along and it was smooth. And the work is easier and the work is better because if you're working with somebody you truly like, you feed them, you help them, you give them energy to perform better. I mean, how'd you like to kiss some woman you hate? Like, go yeah. years ago, years ago uh, Joan Crawford and Clark Abel. They they were lovers and they broke up. Well, there was a love scene, and Joan Crawford ate a couple of things of garlic, deliberately. (laughs) She knew she had to do a kissing scene with Gable, and Gable had to really fight himself not to show like he wanted to throw up from kissing her. (laughs) You know, that's tough. That's tough stuff. So it's much nicer when you like your co-star, and, you know, you've... I, anyway, you know what I'm talking
6: about. Yeah, and it's when you come into a new show, a lot of times you feel you're terrified and you feel like the new kid in school. And, but these guys were really welcoming. It was it was very, very, very nice.
2: Especially when you watch somebody else work and they're great and you say, oh, I hope I'm as good. Yeah. I want to do that just as well. Yeah. And of course you do because you're inspired by that person's good nature.
6: Yeah, it's, exactly.
2: It's not us yeah. eating each other. You know, I don't like these egotistical, I won't mention who, but this bitch I worked with once. <laughs> Oh, I, I've mentioned her name before, and I don't want to slander her again because she's dead. Um, big star. Anyway, her ego was so great that it was all about her. Yeah. And she not have cared less about anybody else. And when she came on the scene to do her piece, it was about her. And everybody else just looked like cardboard. There was scenery. And you can't do that. You no, just it's, you it's can't do When yeah. it's a person's speech, you can't do a soliloquy. No,
6: unless, yes. Possibly. <laughs> So I, I
1: want to like number one kind of like say congratulations first of all in the chat room they're saying love your love your work on the Walking Dead. Um, uh, I, I have to honestly say because I haven't watched the season, the last season of the Walking Dead. Um, so I have not seen you on The Walking Dead, but I've seen you in everything else, uh, and I just thought it would be fun to bring you on because when I saw you on Twitter and I saw your resume, number one, I'm a huge Fast and Furious fan. I did the costume design on the second one, so like I am I know a lot of the different people on the set. And and then uh, the fact that you're in Insidious 2 and 3 – actually, when the first Insidious came out, we had James Wan and Lee Winnell on the show. Uh, cool. And we had Lynn Shea on the show, so several people that you've worked with we've had right. on the show, and I thought that would make it a lot of fun. So, so how was working on? Actually, too, Jayla Rose, he plays like somebody in that. He's
6: great. Yeah, he's that. He's the dark, long-haired. He's a friend,
1: friend of mine, and
6: oh, uh, cool. I just saw him in uh, in London. He's like he plays this demonic guy, but he's the gentlest, nicest guy.
1: Oh yeah, he's a super, super cool guy, and uh, we've been friends for about ten years. Oh. Uh, I like him a lot, and so I just thought it would be fun because your 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 resume over the last like couple of years is like you're in like the most high-profile movies that could ever be possibly made, and you're working with the biggest A-list stars ever, you know, out there for right now at this time in history. And so uh, I thought it would be really cool. And number one, to say congratulations. And two, like, how did you like being in those Insidious movies? Because those movies were huge hits for like not a huge budget.
6: Yeah, yeah, they spent. It's very they make them very inexpensively, and it's a lot of fun. Because you know, you don't have a huge crew and everyone, and again, they're all disgustingly nice. You know, you get sick of it. <laughs> and they they have a lot of the same crews so that are used to working with each other. And a lot of it's like being 11 years old, just sort of running around playing. In Insidious, too, there was so much fog. It seemed like every day we were walking around in fog. Um, but, yeah, it's just a lot of fun just getting to play pretend. It's a little scary because you, you shoot not in any studios. You shoot in some pretty creepy places, um, <laughs> especially that hospital. There was actually a rape and a murder in that hospital in *Cities 2, so we didn't wander away from the set very much.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> now tell me, when you're doing a scene that you said you're having so much fun at and you're yes. enjoying it, do you get the same joy and pleasure when you watch yourself work no i I, (laughs) and i get horrified
6: yeah it's like you know when you're a kid and you hear your voice on a on a like a tape recorder well nowadays you hear your voice on a phone uh but yeah it's the same thing on camera once in a while if you if somehow you get caught up in the story enough but usually you look and you go oh i thought i had a chin Exactly.
2: Or I thought my hair wasn't gray. <laughs> Isn't it horrible? I, I, I don't know what the hell I'm doing in the business. I hate my voice. It's too rough and foggy. I don't like the way I photograph anymore because I'm old. I remember when I was young, any angle was gorgeous because youth is good. <laughs> now I'm worried about lighting all the time. And, and you know, you're worried about like looking like, like an old hag. Yeah. I remember when I was in my 20s, I could wake up in, out of bed in the morning and go out and look gorgeous. I didn't have to comb my hair. Don't want a t-shirt, jeans, and I was stunning. Now, if I look that way, they think I was an escapee from the local nursing home. <laughs> you really have to be careful when you get to be over 50, what you look like on film. I yes. prefer not to look at myself, and I don't. I, mean, I, I did a movie not long ago where I played a Brooklyn cop, and unfortunately, I saw my work, and I thought, oh, my God, if I could have eaten the scenery, I would have. You know, I mean, Talk about overkill. God, was I overkill! Wow,
6: no, you—I love your voice.
2: Oh, I hate it. It's—it's it's, it's
6: great. It's
2: great. I sound like Brenda Vaccaro. Uh, he's got so many, like people like <laughs> love his voice. Like he. No, just, they say I sound like Brenda Vaccaro. Actually, who I know, I, I worked 16 weeks with Brenda on Sarah at Universal, so I know Sarah well, and it's true. Brenda Well. Brenda, Brenda Well, and it's true because if she was in her trailer and I was in there, and both of us were talking. <laughs> nobody knew who the because <laughs> <was. laughs> yeah Brenda and I sound alike in person and we both have that New York accent even though she was from Texas so oh,
4: really?
1: I have a question too so like you because you're on that, the TV show Banshee pretty regularly I have never seen that I see it on TV all the time but I've never actually watched it like what's that show about
6: uh, sex sex and violence it's very sexy and very violent it's uh, they have a lot of sex and then they have a lot of violence. It's like it's kind of like a comic book. Yes.
2: It's, it's, <laughs> they have more sex and more violence. And
6: then, yeah, they have a big, huge fight, but it's actually kind of cool because they're very consistent with that, and I think that's what the 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 audiences tune in for: to see a big fight, to see big fight and big sex.
2: Now I have a question I want to ask you that I posted on my Facebook page two days ago, because uh, uh, Kevin Bacon said men should show more bacon in film. That yeah, was I saw uh, that yes. That you saw that with Kevin. And I asked all of my readers, what do you think about male nudity? Should men you know, whatever, whatever. And I that obviously the men who are well endowed would be happy and proud to do it. But the guys that have button button, who's got the button, they're not <laughs> so fast they whipped off their pants. Um, what I do, it somebody wrote and I said, not at this age, I mean <laughs> sight, but when I was twenty-five or thirty, yeah, I would if the if the part really called for it and it was necess- necessity, I would do it.
4: Yeah.
2: I feel that if women have to show frontal, so should men. I don't care for that double standard in Hollywood where we where we exploit women's breasts and vaginas and butts, but yet the guy we only shoot from the waist up. That to me is still chauvinistic male crap. That's but,
6: true. That's Because yeah, that's-, that's very true. I don't. Of course, uh, my girlfriend calls it the little you know, like a uh, bird's nest when you see the that guy's right. junk, so I don't know if we want to see a bird's
2: nest. Uh, well, it depends. But, Some guy you know could have a bird's nest with a snake. But I mean, <laughs> uh, <laughs> would, would you do a frontal?
6: Uh, right now, if you if you insist, but, um, for but just, I guess, yeah, just, if it was if it was for if it was a good film, if it was yeah, yeah, why not? There you go. Like if you
2: were ill and, and you were in a wheelchair for some reason and you fell out of the wheelchair naked and a little bit showed, I think that's perfectly okay.
6: Uh, you know, yes.
2: Are, you yes. have seen the film Vacation?
6: Not yet. The new oh, one? No.
2: Not to spoil it. Go see it. It's hysterical and it's what we're talking about now. Uh, We've got to see that film. It's a riot. Oh,
1: uh, yeah. It's, it's I don't think I'd like it. Movies. It's one of the funnest
2: movies I've seen. We see a lot of movies. It's one of the best yeah. movies of the summer. I thought I wouldn't like it, but as I walked out, I said, Jimmy, I'm fascinated at this crappy film. I love it. It's a great crappy film. Oh, good. Funny film. So I'm going to do a little like bragging for you, just so all the listeners
1: listening yes. can check out all your films of what you've been... Uh-huh. In. I going to ask, which, which ones did you, have you enjoyed the most? So, you guys... One of my favorites, first of all. So Steve's had roles in a bunch of movies. He was in Mr. Brooks with Kevin Costner. He was in The Hunger Games, which I'm a Hunger Games oh, junkie. Kevin I love it. He was in Flight with Denzel Washington. Taken Three with Liam Neeson, who that's somebody who Full wow. Frontal is supposed to be pretty gifted. Big Man uh, <laughs> Seven, Fast and Furious Seven. So was Kevin Costner. He was in Kill the Messenger with Jeremy Renner. I mean, these are like the biggest people like out right now. So do you have like a, a cool story or a movie out of all the things that you've done? What's your do you have a Something that's kind of like a favorite.
6: I kind of, I have a cool story about Kevin Costner, and <laughs> because in Mr. Brooks, I just, play, I played his family lawyer, and I, we had a long scene. Only like one or two of my scenes are in the film. We had this long scene, and it was the first day of shooting, and he wasn't directing, but he was executive producing, so he was really sort of hands on. But just to tell you the kind of guy he was. I was done shooting, but they were sort of keeping me around in case they needed to do a pickup or something. We are shooting at this big mansion, so I was sitting way off in some room, just you know, waiting around until they let me go. And all of a sudden, this guy sits down, I was you know leaning against the wall, and this guy sits down next to me, taps my arm, and it's Kevin Costner. And he just wanted to thank me, because we'd done a long scene in the morning that we had to try a whole bunch of different ways. And he said, man, I threw a lot of different stuff at you, and you just went with everything I did, and I just wanted to tell you how much I appreciated that. So he'd gone out of his way to, to find an actor who, you know, I'm just working a couple days. And that's and he's, a, he's the kind of actor who's, who came up, you know, through the ranks. And you can tell the difference actors like that, where they see, they don't take themselves too seriously. They know it's just a job. And um, so that was probably the nicest surprise um, we did. I'm
2: not surprised at all. Because yeah. I've heard good things about Kevin. I've also heard things about Faye Dunaway.
6: Oh, I
2: where, bet. <laughs> where, yeah, where you know, talk about I'm on the set, nobody's allowed to speak to me, get the extras out of here. I don't want the lighting men talking to me. Nobody's allowed to talk to me because I'm in character.
6: Yeah, that's, uh, that's one
2: speak to her, she has them fired. Yeah. Okay. I have that story too.
6: That is, it just doesn't make sense. I used to, I remember, I used to write for Tyler Perry, and the, the the guys on my staff would get all nervous, and I would tell them, I'd say, look, it's just a TV show, you know, it's it's not it's not rocket science. We're not helping orphans here. We're just making a TV show, and it's just not worth that kind of. Yeah.
2: Now Faye Dunney, you will talk to anybody to get a job because she's old and she doesn't even look good anymore. She looks dreadful. If you see Faye Dunaway in person, you want to run. She's so <laughs> of, she's so full of silicon and so full of, of of all that crap they shoot in their face, so they all start to look like a puppet. Uh, so yeah. now she'd be happy to talk to people. So remember, the people you burn on the way up are the yeah, people. Yeah, no,
6: that's really true. I tell my daughter is a, uh, is just started acting. She just moved to New York. And my main advice to her is work harder than anybody else, but be nice to people.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. i got to tell a story to you. Lana Turner, before she passed (laughs) away. You know who Lana Turner is, I hope. Yes, yes. Uh, We became quite friendly because of her daughter, who is my very good friend, which is Cheryl Crane. And uh, we lived in Palm Springs. And Lana was not well at the time, and she was staying with Cheryl at her house for a bit of time. And Lana said to me, Ron, remember one thing in this business... And this you must always remember. It's my secret to my success. And I said, "What is it, Lana?" She said, "Everybody's wonderful. Everybody's fabulous. Everybody's sweet, dear, and the best actor. And you will go far in the business." And she's right. The minute you start doing a backstage dish, you're in trouble. (laughs) But Lana Turner was so charming to everybody. I mean, she could have met Hitler, and she would have been nice to him. (laughs) She was just that, that was her thing. Be nice to everybody in the biz. So,
6: life's too
2: short. Life's so too short. And they're crazy, some of these actors. Who like, who was it, Joan Crawford? No, who was it? I forgot now. I don't want to give a bad name. Somebody called her by her first name. Wow. And she got fired on the set. Oh, it's a wonderful story. It just came to me not long ago by one of our guests. Who the hell was it? Wasn't, was it Joan Crawford? <laughs> No, she wouldn't do that. Joan Crawford was nice to everybody, even though she hated everybody. Oh really? Oh, that's cool. Yeah, Crawford. I didn't know I knew Betty Davis, so of course (laughs) well, whatever I heard from Betty about Joan was was bad. But I forgot who it was. Somebody called the, the actress by her first name. Like good morning, blah, blah, blah. And the star had that actress fired.
6: Wow. It's his last name. So you,
1: so you, you live in Atlanta. Did you, do you live in Atlanta because you were doing so much television stuff
6: for Tyler Perry? No, well, I, I moved here about 20 years ago. I came down from New York for a job, and I just never went back. And I had thought about moving to Los Angeles at times, but then, uh, yeah, I wrote for Tyler for like three years, and then when I left there, they passed a film incentive here, and all the film and TV work picked That's- up. And I mainly wasn't acting before that. And so, yeah, I've just I've stayed here, and I managed to get nice parts and don't have to live in Los Angeles, which I don't want to do. Bless their hearts, as they say <laughs> here. Who is here? Atlanta. He lives
2: in Atlanta. Oh, yeah. Atlanta. Oh, yeah. they're doing a lot of films down there now.
6: This, they're doing, like, right now there are 40 film and TV shows going on this month.
2: Because of the tax break.
6: Yeah, the tax break, and they're building studios. Pinewood just built big studio, twenty-two sound stages. So it's crazy down here. It's crazy.
1: Do you have like an LA agent who gets you the work, or like how does that how does that work for you? Like for somebody who wants to have a career and not doesn't want to live in LA. I mean, obviously you're already established, but like, like how does that come? Because I have friends who were on The Walking Dead who they just send in video like submissions and they got roles
6: yeah that, well because the the industry has really changed even in la and new york now you do a lot of self-taping where you do use you, your agent gets you the audition you send in your tape and oftentimes i've gotten cast just off of uh just off of the tape and i do have an la and new york manager but i also have an atlanta actor that helps get me a good bit of work as well so it's it really helps
1: So you can be i mean you can kind of like be anywhere if you're talented and good and you as long as you have an agent you can find out the find the opportunities this is kind of like i'm asking these questions for people listening yeah but that's if yes.
2: you know, look at what's his name who came on who had the wonderful farm up in stratsburg paul sorvino paul sorvino was on our show oh yeah and Paul owned a house up in Pennsylvania, a gorgeous farm, magnificent farm. And he sold it went back to Hollywood. And I said, Paul, why did you do that? He said, Ron, once you leave Hollywood, you're dead. you got to stay in the action. You have to be seen. You have to let them know you're still there. Otherwise, you won't get I don't actually,
1: I don't actually agree with that, though.
2: Because well, no, he doesn't. Wait. He's,
1: wait, wait. Let me finish. Let me finish. Okay. He,
2: All right. He has
1: to, All right. All right. No, oh, we, he, because I think that Paul Sorvino like doesn't have a Twitter, doesn't have a Facebook. He doesn't. He's not toned into social media. I think the people who are social media. Savvy, who are good with technology, don't need to do that because I think that they know how to get yes, there without but that. Remember,
2: Paul is in with the, the, the crowd, of Holly, the real Hollywood crowd, not the newcomers. Paul is in there with the right. biggies. He knows the old-timers, the biggies, the people who really do the good films. And that's why I think he wants to socialize in Hollywood. You know, be a part of that, that, that industry. Do that
1: yes.
2: you feel you're out of the industry being in Georgia? Well, not
1: in Georgia because he said there's No, 40 no wait, wait a I'm asking
2: him, not you. There's wait. forty shows there. Forty shows, but does he feel look, if you if you if you if you're not Seventh Avenue garmento, you don't feel like you're in the suit or dress business.
4: Right.
2: You know what I mean? That you could be in Florida but you're not Seventh Avenue. Right. Look, right. Being an actor, you're Hollywood. Let's face it, we're all Hollywood to some extent. Yeah. Do you feel you're out of the industry.
6: No, not, not, the only thing where it does hurt is as a writer because with writers you'd need, there's no real uh, writing network here and all the shows are done in LA. And if I was, if I was more of a full-time writer, I would need to be in Los Angeles. But as an actor, now that I have had, hel- again, it helps having an LA manager that keeps my name out there. Um, but literally with, because the, the nature of the business has changed so much with technology um, and it would help like also you, you you can't go to in-person auditions but there are less and less of those if you're a young actor like in your 20s fairly trained I would recommend going to a city like uh, Atlanta or well Atlanta or New Orleans before but now they've lost their incentive because uh, you can really build up a good resume here and not get so because if you go to New York it's going to be a while before you are getting seen um mm-hmm. uh, and there's just a lot of, and there's not a lot of good trained actors, young trained actors in Atlanta. And There's a lot of older actors and stuff. But it's a good place to, to start a career. And I've just, I keep thinking I would leave, but I just keep staying and keep working, so.
2: I had a TV show for four years in L.A. on Time Warner called set the record straight. And I interviewed the legends of Hollywood, Tony Curtis, yeah. Jane Russell, you know, the really big stars. And I could not get those stars if I didn't live in L.A. Yeah, would run into them at a party and yes. i'd say listen tony why don't you come on my tv show i tell him about it he's okay fine ron i didn't have to go up to his manager that screws everything up because yes. managers can <laughs> screw your career up and put you in the toilet i the, <laughs> the same thing with i was in palm springs i had a house out there and who do i meet but uh, hello dolly um carol channing oh
4: carol
2: channing is a superstar my god a broadway icon and I said to Carol, you, she said, darling, I'd love to. So, you know, when you deal directly, Eleanor Parker, who I loved all my life, oh. passed away before she came on my show, as did, um, who else passed away that I was devastated? Oh, Patricia Neal. Oh,
6: she was great.
2: And the door, Patricia Neal. Fountainhead with Carrie Cooper. I mean, you can't yeah. beat Patricia Neal's work. Loved her, romanced her, became partially friend. Three weeks before she's coming on, she passed away. I was devastated. Wow. She had everything to say about Gary Cooper and the love affair that went on till the day she died.
6: Oh, really? She Straight never in, in, HUD. She was amazing in Hud.
2: yep, amazing in Hud. Well she? Oh, didn't she get an award for that? Yeah, or... she got
6: the Oscar. She yeah, and then she had her stroke right before, like after she shot and before the Academy Awards.
2: Exactly. And then she won the award, I think, for roses. Yeah. What, was... what was it called? Something about roses.
1: I think anyway. though I think though like you don't seem to be missing I mean I'm not totally sure but I believe that Fast and Furious 7 is the number one movie so far of 2015 so like you're not really missing a whole lot living in Atlanta considering that you you know have have been in such big productions and,
6: yeah, and it, it helps that because you make you get to know like I got to know James Wan from the Insidious movies and stuff and so what and you get a relationship with directors so they'll call you up and so that helps too. You start developing a network of folks. And um, yeah, it had, I, I'm still here.
1: <laughs> so, like uh, The Walking Dead, you shot that in Atlanta too, right? Don't they shoot that in Atlanta?
6: They shoot in a little town about an hour south of Atlanta called Sonoya. They used to be this little one, you know, little Main Street town, and now it's like a tourist attraction. There's people. Yeah, the to see it. And yeah. what about Banshee? Where do they shoot Banshee? They used to shoot that in North Carolina, but this last season we shot up in Pittsburgh. They moved up there. Oh.
2: Yeah, that's where I did a movie in Pittsburgh. <laughs> no, what did you do there. Nah, I, I not know about no, it. No, no, I'm not going to go into it. I played a cop <laughs> played a Brooklyn cop who was transplanted because he was a tough guy liked to push people around. Nice. So they trans he he moved actually to Pittsburgh to become a sheriff. Nice. And he is a really tough nasty cop that just you know, is really rotten. <laughs> a cop that wants to be a big shot and push people around. Oh. So it was an easy role for him. Only good,
1: only good thing about the movie was when he wore his cop outfit out, like they gave him free food. Oh, wait.
2: Yeah, that's <laughs> great. We, we, we were on a break and we went for dinner. So I went into like a 7-Eleven or whatever it was and picked up a whole bunch of food. And Jimmy was behind me with his food. And we got outside. I said, Jimmy, all of this was six bucks. How could that be? And then it dawned on <laughs> They thought I was a real cop. Ah. And they didn't charge me, but they charged Jimmy.
6: <laughs>
2: yeah, I, so I guess I look like a Brooklyn Tough cop. I, sound, sound like you I, want ask you, I want to ask you a question. Yes. Now, if you bought a house where you are for three hundred, it's worth what three million in LA, right?
6: I, probably yeah.
2: Because I understand it's pretty f- reasonable living down there. Is that true?
6: It re- yeah, the cost of living is tr- it's crazily different from here or New York.
2: It's yeah. New exactly. York, it's mine Oh, I mean New York is a studio apartment for three <laughs> thousand. Yeah. Be-
6: yeah, I used to live in Williamsburg in New York for like three hundred dollars for two bedroom, and now that would be like five grand.
2: Well, <laughs> I, I lived I had a twenty one hundred square foot apartment on Third Avenue and seventy fifth street, a uh, front to back apartment. You listening to this? Okay. With rooms you can't believe magnificent, and I paid twenty six hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Now it's gotta be maybe eight, nine thousand, ten thousand. Yeah, easily. Uh, and people thought I was crazy when I rented that apartment, but my daughter's had their bedroom on the opposite side and I wanted them to go to York private school oh. where my daughter was friends with live live Olman live Tyler ah, Ty,
6: live Tyler yeah that's that's different
2: <laughs> so it was nice but so, rents have gone crazy.
1: So, do you have a favorite out of all the stuff that you've done? I know that you have like a, a television series you're developing called The Land with Shea Bentley Griffin. T- I don't know if I know who that is actually, but I in your bio. So, you, tell us about that. But first, tell me, do you have like a fa- Like, is there one movie that's more of like a favorite, or you like all of them? But is there- That's
6: a, that's a really good question. I think probably. Oh man, it's. I think probably The City is are, are probably the most fun. Because okay. it just it it was just like playing pretend every day. Um, and actually, recently I did a film where I got to ride a horse. And and
2: I've just ridden before.
6: Yeah, I rode a lot as a kid. I used to play. I used to live in South America, so we would play like cowboys and Indians on oh. real horses up in the mountains. Yeah. And uh, I I would do the. I recently did another movie that the guy was trying to sell me on it. And I said, wait a minute, do I get to ride a horse? And he said, yeah. And I said, I'll do it. So that's. <laughs> Like I want to do a western because I grew up watching westerns and you know, like Gary Cooper and Clint Eastwood I, and I would do anything to do a western. That's, okay,
2: that's I have something for you. Now you said your girlfriend's there, right?
6: Yes, yeah, she's right over here.
2: She's, is she a serious girlfriend?
6: Yes, very serious.
2: Now <laughs> I want to know how would she, how would she feel if you are making a movie with Angelina Jolie and you both have to be nude in bed kissing?
6: Oh, how would you feel? Uh, get it in the contract that I get a shot at Brad Pitt. This, do you, she said,
2: "If if you get it in the contract, that she gets a shot at Brad Pitt." Why? Look at you! Right. Why aren't you on camera? Get on camera! You're so pretty. Him, you're look right. at her. what I you to rob the cradle, you old goat? She's a kid. <laughs>
4: this
6: is, this is, I just look younger
2: than I am, babe. What is she? Twenty-one, three, four.
6: <laughs> this is, yes, this is Mary Craft, and she just did a film uh, called The Accountant with uh, Ben Affleck.
2: Oh, hey, sit, sit down. You. Grab a chair. Go sit ahead. down. You're so no, adorable. No, no, no. I, I, breath,
3: okay.
2: I, I would throw Annette over this one because somebody's going to snatch her up. She's a beauty. And she's not even painted yes. Hollywood. Could you imagine her made up? She's dropped dead yes. gorgeous. <laughs> Look, well, well you, have of money. you have to have a lot of money, right? You have to have a lot of money. You, she's
6: actually you. That is one of the funniest people in Atlanta. She's kind of like Tina Fey. She looks all American and pretty. She's, one of, she's one of the foulest human beings you, you could ever meet, and in a good way. The movie
1: so I can look it up. Yeah.
6: That she just did? What's the name of the movie? Uh, the Accountant. Okay, I'm going to look it up. Okay. It's coming up. January comes out in January, and she plays Ben Affleck's mother. Not the grown Ben Affleck, but him as a child. All right. Oh, right. congratulations. Because
2: she looks 22 years old. <laughs> you know? That reminds me of a Jane Russell story. I have a lot of old people that listen. When Jane Russell broke up with Robert Waterfield, a famous football player, yeah,
4: yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: she was dating John Payne. Now, Howard Hughes called her into the office, and he said to her, now, why would you want to date an actor? So Jane had no idea what to say. And Howard Hughes just kept going He thought that was sinful. I don't know why I brought that up.
1: Uh, she had nothing. <laughs> no, Jane used think. to tell me
2: that story over and over again. I guess it was a, a fascination of us. And then she'd also say, Could you imagine if I married John Payne? Her name would be Jane Payne. There you go. That <laughs> so, well, knowing you as well as I do, Jane, we can add to that Jane Payne in the ass, because that's what you are. Pain in the ass. Oh. <laughs> Loved her to death. So let's
1: <laughs> Let's go. So you have a TV series. Tell us a little bit about this. Since you're a great writer and you're like an award-winning writer, tell us a little bit about the TV series, and is it getting close to being a time, something that people will see?
6: Yeah, well, it's, I wanted to write a series. This, the woman, Shay Griffin, she, is kind of, she was one of the people that brought so much film and TV to Atlanta like 20 years ago, and she was and is a casting director. She's won uh, you know, the, the CSA Award and all that. But she wanted to do a series about uh, a farm. And so she asked me if I would write. First, it was a comedy, and I didn't want to write a comedy because I'd been doing Tyler Perry. Like I did 200 shows for him, so I was like, "How about an hour drama?" And I grew up watching The Waltons. You know, every Thursday night, eight o'clock. <laughs> yep. And I wanted to have a show that the whole, like, the family could watch, but is not, you know, Mamby Pamby and BS and all Disney And so I wanted to create. So I created this multi-generational family um, called the Bentleys. And it just follows them, and it just shows their that day-to-day stuff. And again, a lot like the Waltons, kind of stuff that will pull you in each week. And um, I'll probably be going out to Los Angeles later, maybe in September, because um, we have it's finally gotten a good bit of interest. So, but you know, eight thousand things have to happen to get a show on. But we're we're pretty hopeful. It's and it'd be fun to do. It
2: takes two things, my friend: right time and right place.
6: Yeah, exactly. And luck. He's just well, gotta be in the right place. So. I, like, no, no, no. I like I like Tyler. What I got two minutes. We
2: have two minutes. I wanna go no. quick. I like Tyler. Uh did you write any of the movies that he did where he's like plays a woman? the woman? No, uh,
6: he does okay. all those himself. I just did I wrote his two T V shows that he had, House of Pain he, and Meet the
2: Browns. Himself? Yeah.
6: Yeah, he writes he types faster and writes faster. He's
2: fabulous. I love him.
6: him. Yeah, he does it all himself. So, so
2: everybody, listen up. Listen, you're a sweet guy and a great guy, and it was fun talking to you. But we've got to go right, right in a few me minutes. I know. Well, let me finish. So
1: <laughs> follow Steve on on. No, me. Follow uh, Steve on Twitter. It's at C O U. Oh wait, no, it's Steve Colt. Wait, what's your Twitter?
6: At uh, Coulter twenty eight. C O U L T E R twenty
1: eight. So follow at Coulter twenty eight on Twitter, you guys. Check out Mr. Brooks, The Hunger Games, Flight, The Conjuring, Taken Three, Banshee TV series, Furious Seven, Walking Dead. Insidious chapters 2 and 3, Kill the Messenger, and anything else, check him out on IMDb. And uh, we want to thank you for coming on the Jimmy Star Show. It was a pleasure. And your girlfriend is beautiful. And
2: congratulations yes. to the two of you. Oh, for yeah. And if I were you, I'd put an engagement ring on that finger ASAP. You
6: know. Okay. And we want to
2: like, <laughs> thank you so much. So have a great
1: one and good luck with everything.
6: Great t- talking t- to you guys. All good, right. good, good to you, dude. busy Bye-bye.
1: This guy
2: works his butt yes, off.
6: He's
1: a bye. busy bee.
6: Absolutely.
2: Good for him. Nice people we have on our show. Right, chat room and everybody listening in, don't we have nice people? Absolutely. Friendly nice people. See, not all actors are bitchy and crazy, just some.
1: He wrote, we 200, to, he wrote
2: 200 shows for Tyler Perry's TV show. I love a lot. Tyler Perry. You know, he's funny. Nadia, I pee myself. He's a riot. It's Nadia. And the other guy that plays the, the cop in drag, the fat lady. What's oh, his that's name? different. Oh, though, what's his that's name, not though?
1: Tyler Perry, though. That's
2: um. I forgot his name. Marvin
1: Mar- Martin Martin.
2: Oh, he's fat when he plays Mama, Big Mama. Yeah, Big Mama. (laughs) Oh, I love Big Mama. Those shows are a riot. I cry from them.
1: And chat room, we want to thank everybody in the chat room who's been doing fabulous. And I think I'm not sure, but I thought Meg was in the chat room possibly. So if Meg's in the chat room, uh, hello, hello. I'm not sure. I don't know any other Megs. I don't think. Meg Ludick. I don't know. Just said Meg. Guess Meg. Oh, probably. Um, Chad. Hi, Captain. What do you got going on this weekend for everybody?
3: Uh, flying to uh, West Palm Beach because we'll be playing uh, Friday night at the Anchor Inn in Lake Worth and then we're playing out here in Wellington, Florida where we're actually broadcasting from right now at a place called The White Elephant right across the street. That's on Saturday from 9 to midnight. See boys, come on down.
2: We're go. supposed to come down. I don't know when we're supposed to come down. When are we supposed to go I to Florida? It's on our schedule in the winter sometime. We have a schedule.
3: The Honeybee Tour, right on cool
2: that well, we're doing so much of california because i want to do film work again and i also want to bring back my set the record straight and interview the rest of the stars before they all kick the bucket make it happen oh well, yeah but we have to get out west because you know new york is theater and it's a difficult uh it's difficult uh, parking walking going it's impossible la you can go to the ivy and run into two producers you know and sit down and have a drink going back to cali gotcha yeah, all right it's we're it's out of here fellas fun. another
3: great show
1: Alright, everybody. Thanks so much. We'll see you guys next week. Bye, Goddess. Guest Jim Zia, Lady like everybody bye. in the chat room. Thanks so much. Talk to you guys later. Bye. Let's get down to crazy, Jimmy. We got myself and known as I'll be the one and only
0: the Turkish MC. Always love the clothes of Jimmy. Bitch, on your what I wanna be. Jimmy's stock new celebrity. We'll take you out to Jimmy's stars. He'll dress you right. You'll feel like the star We'll hook you up. Now you Your game is tight Gonna get late tonight You need you